Well, it's so good that football season has finally started, even though it was not the best of weekends for college football. But I had the great pleasure of being uh, with the football team uh, with Turlings on Friday night, and they had a great game. And, um, and it was just so good to be in the stadium, and the school spirit was high, and, and the, the team played well, and, and it was just a, a breath of fresh air to just be back into, uh, into action with football season. And um, I noticed something, though, that, that sparked a reflection, a spiritual reflection within me. I noticed during the game, um, there's a lot of noise that's happening. There, certainly the stands, uh, there's, you know, the, the fans are, are cheering. Um, the, the cheerleaders and the dance team are encouraging those cheers. We have the background music in between plays and the announcer. And then you have the team itself who, you know, has their own conversations and their excitement about the game. And then, and then the coaches who are instructing uh, the players uh, throughout the game, and it's, it's an organized chaos throughout the whole situation. And then you have the players on the field itself. And they are hearing all this noise, but somehow have to remain extremely focused on what the coaches are saying to them. Because every now and then, the coach or the offensive or defensive coordinator will, will shout some new instructions that are kind of last minute. And everyone on the field needs to know what's going on. They need to be able to distinguish the coach's voice apart from all the other noise. And that's kind of like our spiritual life sometimes. Because we too can feel like we're in the middle of a football stadium fighting the good fight of faith for the kingdom of heaven running the race for the Lord, but we're bombarded with noise in every direction. We have certainly our, our job responsibilities. We have our projects and our assignments and our deadlines that need to be met. We have our, uh, if we're in school, we have our, the tests that we have to study for and, and the classes that we have to pay attention in. If we, um, we, we, of course, all have our families that we have to deal with. Sometimes families are at odds with each other, and there's drama that pops up here and there. Sometimes we have to worry about our friends, what they say on social media, and, and just the, the, the dynamic of all the relationships that we're involved in. Not to mention, we got the news, ongoing COVID conversation. We have Hurricane Ida that just hit. Many of us have family and friends, uh, or some maybe even visitors today have been affected by that storm. Not to mention the earthquakes in Haiti that were um, just a few weeks ago, and, and then the whole tragic situation in Afghanistan, and the list goes on and on. And suddenly we have all of these things that we care deeply about. And that's a good thing, because we do care. And so we have all of these things running through our minds and in our hearts, and our energy is divided because we're just bombarded with noise in every direction. And sometimes it can be extremely difficult to hear the voice of the Father. Just like it's difficult sometimes for those football players to hear the voice of their coach and to distinguish it from all the other noises in every direction, we too can feel that way. 
that it can be difficult to hear God's voice in the midst of all the chaos. Well, today in the gospel, Jesus heals a man who was deaf and mute. He was doubly impaired. He, he couldn't hear and he couldn't speak. And, and if you put that in perspective, you know, nowadays, people that are deaf, we have technology to help them out. We've, we've developed sign language to help them out. And we've, you know, we, we've done our best to really incorporate them into society. And even people that can't speak, well, we teach them how to write. And we teach them how to communicate in ways, uh, in, in other ways. But, but back in Jewish times, these people were completely ostracized. They didn't have all the support that we have if you were deaf or if you were mute. And Jesus comes onto the scene, and, and, and like many other miracles, he heals them right on the spot with just divine power and grace. And in a very beautiful, artistic, mysterious moment, Jesus makes it extremely tangible. He, he spits on the ground, and he reaches out, and he touches him right there on the tongue and on the ears, and he says, be opened. And in this beautiful way, he, God's divinity tangibly touches our humanity, and we experience this healing miracle of grace. And we see in the first reading today in Isaiah chapter 35, Isaiah prepared the people of God to recognize the Messiah, to recognize God's presence in the world. And, and one of the signs that we would know that it would be the Messiah was that the Messiah would heal, particularly the blind, the deaf, the mute, and the lame, the people that couldn't walk. The blind would see, the deaf would hear, the, the mute would speak, and the lame would leap. Isaiah, our first reading today, chapter 35. This is our clue that we would know it's God. And Jesus comes onto the scene and is not just one prophet among many. He's not just one teacher with cool insight. He is God himself fulfilling Isaiah chapter 35's prophecy by reaching out and healing this man who is deaf and mute. And of course, there's other miracles where he heals the lame and heals the blind. But Jesus doesn't stop. He continues today. And although many of us may not be physically impaired with deafness or muteness, many of us are spiritually impaired with that illness. Many of us have a hard time hearing the voice of the Father. Many of us have a difficult time speaking on behalf of the Father. Because we're bombarded in the middle of the football stadium of the world with noise in every direction. And we lose a grip on the purpose for which we are here. So I ask you this honestly. Think about this past week. Can you hear him? Have you heard him? In fact, do you know what his voice sounds like? Because if we don't know what it sounds like, we're all the more privy to just get caught up in the anxiety of the world. 
If you don't know what his voice sounds like, or if you feel like you haven't heard him in a while, that's okay. I want to give you a few tools today just to recognize him. It kind of depends where you are in the spiritual life. God certainly speaks to us very personally and very uniquely. So in some sense, it's a little mysterious, and only you're going to be able to recognize it for yourself. But there are some patterns that God does follow, particularly for people in different seasons of their spiritual life. And for those who are wrestling with serious sin, for those that are caught up in a lifestyle of of, of serious sin, and and especially those that are, are really not praying at all, that feel extremely distant from God, God has not abandoned you. But particularly the way that he tends to speak to people in that situation is through the conscience. He usually stings our conscience if we are in that particular time of our life. That's where he might speak in other ways, but particularly that's where he'll most often speak most loudly. It's through the conscience. For those people that are far from God, wrestling with serious sin, not praying. For those that that are praying, for those that are, are even, even though that it may be weak or it may not be consistent, if they're, if they're praying regularly and they're not wrestling with serious sin, they're, they're mostly just dabbling in, in venial sins, uh, you know, just trying to do their best. I would imagine it's the majority of us in this room. God still speaks to our conscience, let's, let's be clear. But usually, in addition, he'll speak in, in a few other ways. He'll speak through what's called spiritual consolation. And spiritual consolation is a a lightness or an an energy, a positive energy um, on the level of faith. And that's kind of experienced in a few ways. Uh, Sometimes through uh, clarity of thought. Sometimes through um, an increased desire for holiness. Um, Sometimes through an interior peace that's stable and resilient, sometimes through a deeper sense of joy, even through the midst of suffering. It's these mysterious, deeper experiences of God's voice through spiritual consolation that we can recognize, especially if we are praying regularly. But one thing's for certain. We have an extremely difficult time recognizing God's voice if we are not spending time in silence with him. Just like the players on the team won't be able to recognize their coach's voice if they don't go to practice and if they're not regularly listening to their coaches outside of the football game itself, we too are not going to be equipped to hear the Lord's voice in the midst of the crazy world if we are not equipping ourselves by truly listening to him in a regular practice of silence. God speaks through silence, and he especially speaks through scripture. And if we aren't spending time with silence and with scripture, then we risk not knowing at all what God's voice really sounds like. And so today, 
what I want us to do as we continue with this Mass is to really put ourselves into the shoes of the deaf and mute man. To recognize that if we haven't heard God's voice, it's not because God has abandoned us. It's not because God has forgotten about us, or it's not because we're, we uh, don't deserve to hear it. What it means is that, just like the, the deaf and mute man, Jesus desires to reach out and touch us, to take his divinity and to meet us right in our humanity, and to open up our ears, to heal us of this impediment so that we can learn the voice of the Father, so that we can live with the voice of the Father throughout the frenzy of the world. So I want you just to imagine with me as we continue with this Mass, Jesus' face and his hands reaching out and touching you and healing you of this impediment so that you and I can be healed. One thing I'm really excited about, I'll end with this. We're uh, in a new season now at St. Uh, St. Leo, and um, we're going to start doing a few more opportunities for adoration. I really believe that uh, it's in those moments of adoring our Lord and the Blessed Sacrament that we learn the Father's voice most intimately. And, um, I mean, my dream, long-term, or maybe even not long-term, but I believe Jesus wants us eventually to have an adoration chapel on this campus. How awesome would it be if we could just come any time during the week and to pray with our Lord. But until then, um, I, we would like to open up the church a few, a few uh, open up the church more often for you and more, more intentionally to adore our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. So what we're going to do is bef before every daily Mass, we're going to expose the uh, Blessed Sacrament right here on this altar, Jesus in, in the Eucharist, uh, for 30 minutes while I'm here in confessions. Uh, and in addition, we're going to do it every Sunday now, uh, starting at 4 o'clock until the 5 o'clock Mass. So, uh, so if ever you're free, 30 minutes before daily Mass or at 4 o'clock on Sundays, we'd love for you to join us. We're going to continue our second Sunday adoration. That's next week, where we do uh, in between the 10.30 and 5 o'clock Mass, where it's, it's all afternoon. Um, and then our next step forward after that is maybe we'll get a day. Maybe it'll be a Tuesday or a Thursday where all day long we'll have to get commitments, but all day long we'll have people, we'll have the, uh, the Blessed Sacrament exposed every week on that same day. And, and then we're just going to build it up until we're ready for an adoration chapel. But I believe it's there. I believe it's in those moments of silence that we learn the Father's voice so that we're equipped to enter into the football stadium of the world to fight the good fight of faith. Amen.